0: All right.
1: Jesus Christ! Wow,
0: gotta fall off and bother. <laughs> hey, just
2: take a moment hey. to be mindful and just take a. Do you feel better?
1: <laughs> did your stomach get smaller after you did that? Take I don't, a oh, moment. It does it not smell? <laughs> oh, no, I know really it doesn't. Sorry, smell. I didn't know it's yeah. Sorry. Not that sorry. Dude, this is a closed I normally space. in here. Open the door. I really
0: try not to. I have the incense going. over uh, that No, that closed. is not. Guys, water? I'm gonna go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go. Can't breathe. Go live. <clears throat> This yeah. is like deer <sighs> camp, literally. There's one guy. There's always <laughs> one guy. Smells
2: like deer camp. <laughs> Why do we do that to ourselves? Day three of we deer just camp. Fart. Dude, I didn't eat dinner last night and went hunting, and then on the walk out, all the air from being hungry just was ripping out of yeah. those my first light pants. <laughs> I don't know if they'll ever be the same. First first light, how many Ozonics st- machines can you get? <laughs> first light,
0: last stench.
1: <laughs> this is the OKS Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks. If that's just me, the freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OK as Hunter. <laughs>
0: back for another week of shenanigans here on the Under Podcast. Coming at you from Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Brought to you by, by Half wreck I got nothing weird to say today. I feel you, bad, you, I actually. Think you got it out of I your system. It, I said it with my, <laughs> I said it with my maybe, you know. Maybe, maybe you got it out of your system. <laughs> and
1: we'll find out. My guess is not. What are you guys holding there? What do you got? I don't know. This is a practice release mechanism. I'm practicing my, working
2: out that trigger finger. There you go. This season's here. Now, these are from uh, what, Brian? Good Sit? That's right. Yep. Good sit. Thank you, Brian. Monkey.
0: Good Sit sent us some stuff for a good sit. Mm-hmm. That trigger finger going. Yeah. I am, uh, so I keep talking. So, okay. I am not going to do a good job tonight. My mind is not good mom. today. This is going to be the most okayest podcast we've probably ever done. Anyway, half-rack.com. Use code OHP. It'll save you 15% off your purchase. Some fun things coming from those guys in the very near future from like us collaboratively. So nothing product related, just some fun internet stuff. I'm trying to be clear as to what I'm saying. (laughs) And their new cooler that they have, the meat lug is giant. You've seen it. We've had it in here. It's very did one of your
1: kids crawl in it?
0: I actually saw Knights of the Apex uh, put like a ozone jammer, thing in there and zipped it up and put some clothes in there, he used, using it as a way to like kill scent. Hmm. I was like, oh, that's, I would have not thought of that in a hundred years. That's kind of neat uh, little video, but it doesn't come with um, like a, a strap, like a shoulder strap, but I have some, but I have some half rack gun slings and I'm like, I wonder if I can get a gun sling to hook from either side of that thing. Cause there are those little, what are those called? Those little brackets a little notch on it yeah with the, the hole for the mm-hmm. clip what, what, that's a, is that our name for that clip because that's the same type of clip that's on our latitude platform or uh, saddles for the legs okay I'm just the, the G clip yes gangster, not gonna make any the yeah the gangster clip I love those things but I also hate them I love them because they're easy to slide on they a nightmare to get back off <laughs> so it's usually I'm like at the bottom of the tree trying to leave and I'm like I'm not walking out with this thing wrapped around my you know what I'm going to undo the G clip and I'm sitting there putting around with it, bending over. Hit on the G thigh. spot more than you're hitting the G yes. clip. <laughs> Awkward, man. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to see <laughs> if I can get the half rack cooler to work with a gunslinger. Are you still working sling. on that G clip? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, almost got it. I got it. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> still stuck.
2: We're back, everybody.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I think half rack has a lot to offer. We talk about their stuff quite a bit because they they choose to sponsor this whole entire thing. And that extends to the YouTube slash carbon TV show. If you watch it, it says presented by Half Rack. And so if you don't know what that is now, now, you know, if you don't know, now, you know, people. Mm -hmm. And I will say, if you haven't watched the show yet, I did a little push yesterday on social because I don't we've gained a number of followers on social. So there's a lot of people I've never seen or heard from us in any context. They might not even know we have a podcast for all I know or that we sell merch. or we have a, uh, a show. Check her out. out. Oh, it reminds me. I need to do the interviews tonight. Yes, we do. Yeah. Oh. Afterward for this season. thing I said it. Shit show. Yes. This season's <coughs> shit show. We'll see how it goes. Uh, well, that's how it went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's what this one will be called. That's how it went. <laughs> I don't know. We don't have to always play off of that. It was just a fun, fun little get. I think it's actually confused people more than anything. Because I'm calling it the OKS Hunter show, and they're like, what, like the podcast? I'm like, no, no, like the, well, I can't call it a TV show, but I feel like I need to deem it that so people understand it's not the podcast. So I'm not as good of a marketer as I think I am, because I totally shit the bed on the naming convention of this whole thing. (laughs) I could have just called it, we'll see how it goes, and then just kept it as that. Season one, two, three, four, I don't know. I think you're all right. Maybe. No input? I, I don't know.
1: Need some more thinking, maybe. I don't know.
0: No, well, all right, Greg. Then you are the man for the job. Oh sir. no! <laughs> uh, Spartan Forge will be on the show. You're a stinker. I'm a pre- tonight. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I am. I'm pre-recording with Bill <laughs> because I'm out next week, so no need to be here next week in the stinky studio. Uh, we will. I'll be out west anyway. Adjourn. So you're doing some work stuff. Are you what? Are you doing?
1: I'm running away. That's all you need to know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. It's my fault. See so your
1: shirt. Sure? Take, Take me, me to the, to deer, the deer woods. woods.
0: He's How's your season going so far? The bow season opened up. We're going to bring our guests on. Sorry, Corey. Just hang out there for a minute, buddy. We'll bring you in a minute. Season's open.
2: Greg and I both hunted.
0: Yeah, opening you were, day.
2: You were opening evening. I was opening morning. Nope. I saw two does. I posted up on the ground. They came in in gray light and were way too close for my liking. And I thought the doe was going to blow because I was drenched in sweat from walking in <laughs> through reeking. a model of buckthorn. And I set up and somehow that doe just was chill with me she just looked at me for a while and then fed off through the acorns and then uh, as i mentioned before a turkey was roosted in the tree right in front of me that i did not know about <laughs> so after sitting for about an hour and a half it flew down and scared, scared the crap out of me <laughs> and that was my opening day oh aside from thinking i lost my quiver for about
0: an hour and a half you did lose it for an hour and a half. i did technically yeah. it fell like off it. my
2: bow uh somehow i bent my bow quiver like the mount yeah okay. it's like a little bit tweaked my bow did fall out of a tree last year could have been that, but... Uh, Could have been when it
0: fell out it of the freaking Could have been that. Could have been the, the Midnight <laughs> yeah, at least. Could have been the Midnight the new gay art Our show. show my, place in my room? Uh, I don't know.
2: But uh, yeah, so I, gift, I looked down after doing some scouting and walking through some thick stuff and noticed the quiver was no longer attached to my bow. is was when the panic began to ensue. And figured it was in this really nasty little thick part, and it just you know grabbed on the right way and pulled it off, and I went back and looked and looked and looked and couldn't find it, and ended up walking all the way back to where I hunted in the morning, couldn't find it, walked all the way back, did some more passes through the thick stuff, trying to remember exactly where I walked. And I had just given up and was walking back to my stand and my bow, and turns out it fell off about 15 feet from where I stopped. It had just fallen in the grass in a way that when I walked back on the trail, it was pointing toward me, and then everything was foreshortened. and I couldn't see it. And when I walked back, I was like, oh, there's that quiver I just walked 1.2 miles and spent an hour and a half looking for. Mm. Right there. That so. hurts. <clears throat> Okayest moments. We're living up to our name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cool. And How about you? you went out, right, Craig?
1: Yeah, went out. Uh, had deer go right around me, like right downwind, never blew. They knew something was up. They had to have because they hustled pretty quickly through the grass, and I just saw them through the willows in the grass. I could hear them crashing around. And I, there was more than one. I saw, like, the flicker of a tail, and I saw a little bit of brown. I don't know how many there were, but they made it across the ditch, and all of a sudden I saw the, the, the corn moving around. I'm like, oh, they're off in the corner already. I missed my opportunity. And then a little bit later, I had the little guy come through. I knew there'd be more because there's quite a few deer out there. And uh, through the cattails, I could hear, I thought I heard one sneeze, and all of a sudden I hear a twig snap behind me, and I turn around and look, and right down the trail it came, like, and the wind had shifted that's the third time it shifted. It was out of the north, and it was blowing my stink right down that trail. and like anything smells me, they're just gonna go right around this whole island of stuff and probably blow and carry on and then just keep on going. I never heard any deer blow; they just quietly moved around me, except for that little guy he right underneath me I was in a willow tree. he liked the smell, apparently
0: he likes but i but
1: I did Greg, s- <laughs> I snipped a few uh willow branches off, and they had some green leaves. I mean you saw the footage it was right underneath me six foot below me i could have jumped on and taken it for a ride and you'd have broke that to your back probably but <laughs> how much were right there <laughs> anyway he continued to just eat all of the green leaves off the branches i had just trimmed like two hours before and just left lay at the bottom of the tree so you were baiting apparently <laughs> so no, that's good to hear that's shots a good start. <laughs> yeah shots fired cool photos yeah Really you know, cool. he he fed there for about a half an hour and worked his way off because I could hear Mama in the cattails like breathing heavily, and I thought for sure she's gonna she's gonna blow eventually. She never did, and then he kind of wandered off through the cattails again and went back by Mama. Were
2: you gonna take a doe? I night? was
1: I was hoping to take one, yeah, to, to fulfill part of my obligation out there on that piece, but mm-hmm. uh, it didn't happen. No doe taken. Nope.
0: All right. Well, we do have a guest with us today. Corey Smith, welcome to the show. I don't know why you decided to be here, but uh, here you are anyways.
2: Best opening. Just cracked a beer.
0: Mm-hmm. Well done, Corey. Well timed. Yes. Probably getting thirsty over there waiting for us. Sorry about that. <laughs> so uh, tell me where your name's trademarked. Is that legit or is that just visual?
3: It's, um, well, I like to tell people it's legit, but it's really not. I just found like a, I just copy and pasted that thing in there to make me look more official than I am. It works. Because... Um, it does i mean i can trademark it but i i'm not going to because i'm a broke son of a bitch but yeah,
0: how old are are you like how broke son of a bitch old are you i might i'm gonna guess 24 but i could be way off
3: you're off little
0: oh not too bad 28
3: i'm 22 Shit, i was was going the
0: other direction yeah you are youngin so what's it what's it like being? I'm just gonna we're just gonna dive into some all sorts of shit. What's it like being twenty two? So <laughs> that's
1: not what I mean. That's not what I mean. Really? I mean, <laughs> what's it like being twenty two? Like you
0: grew up with with like it's cool. You've been Is t- it cool? I tech. I really Cool man. I'll tell you what, when I was twenty two, I was a shit show, but we didn't have half this stuff. I don't think Facebook even came out until like, I, it was MySpace, and that was. Uh, that's because we were born 20. in the 1900s. <laughs> right
1: yeah, you're old dude
0: i know Holy i know shit. i'm 37 so it's disgusting to say that out loud but here we are greg's older than me so you greg <laughs> it's fine you old man love your dad old <laughs> old balls <laughs> so but i asked that question to be like so i got the title of uh, the tiktok side of hunting and, and you have a profile over there that's how i came to know you and uh, there's a few <laughs> nights where i am hanging out with you young bucks on tiktok and y'all are drinking and having a good time, and I'm, like, working, and I'm just turning this thing on to be like, what are these guys doing? And they're probably like, oh, here comes Grandpa Grandpa Eric with the OKS Hunter crashing our party. But to that end, you've grown up with social media. It's omnipresent since the day you, like, could probably walk. It's not been that way for us, old fuckers. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So it's different. Like, I'm curious to hear from your perspective then, because there's an alternate Alternative perspective I could hear about all the time from like my dad and people our age and so forth. So,
3: like I I really didn't like get on social media or like pay attention to it till I was like fourteen. So that was eight years ago or something like that. And I can't do math, but uh, I had a Facebook account when I was like eight, and I played Farmville with like my parents' fifty-year-old friends and shit. But oh. uh, it's always just been a been like an everyday thing. Every time I wake up in the morning, you you check your notifications and stuff, and it's kind of drawn out now, but, like, that's just part of life in today's day and age, I guess. It's weird.
0: Man, I didn't get my first cell phone, which is a prepaid Nokia, until I was, like, 17. I was in
2: college when I got my first prepaid.
0: And and I didn't get on the social media, so, like, Facebook, and I was probably, I think I was, like, 22 or something, and I was like, holy shit, we can invite people to our parties with this. (laughs) i was like guys we can make an event which became a different problem because then cops started figuring out that you could do events and that didn't go so great over time but um you know what we part of our the oks hunter mission is to eradicate and then we're never going to fully solve the problem we try to like mitigate you know hunter bashing hunter shaming and you'd think that would come from like the non-hunting community or the antis but by and large it comes from other hunters typically like you know, you should have passed on that deer. How dare you shoot that thing? That was my buck. I had it on the trail cam first or, you know, whatever. All the stuff. We've heard it. But I didn't learn about that until four years ago. Like, you've probably been seeing that kind of stuff your whole life is the kind of point I'm making. So your perspective on it's got to be quite different or that or you're just more thick skinned and used to it. I, I don't really know. And I'm using you as a spokesperson for all young people right now if you didn't <laughs> big platform pick up on that.
1: yeah <laughs> hope you got big shoulders because it's a pretty heavy load i don't
3: i just it's just the usual like you scroll through every day you're gonna see it and i've seen it for most of my conscious adult life so i'm just used to it you know uh of course like seeing it all the time you're gonna get used to it but i don't it's not cool like i I posted a video of uh, an eight point I shot in New York this past year during rifle season. I mean, everyone's like, oh, you should have passed that. Why'd you like three miles deep to shoot a hundred inch eight point? And I was like, well, I the first buck with my dad's old gun. So it was cool. And then I just told him to fuck off. I don't know if I'm <laughs> allowed to say that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can say stuff. <laughs> you can <laughs> swear. I, I think I've already dropped two F bombs. It's a good point though. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh. see, I get all, I get all what do they call it. Triggered. And I got to like cool myself off a little bit and I got to take a walk around the block before I get a response out there because I'm trying to, you know, one of the the stoic quotes I've read somewhere along the way, and I don't know if it was Aurelius or Seneca or knows which one it was, but it was like, if you want to like get, get even with someone or get back at them, the best way to do that is just be a better, be better than them. Like, and so. I'm like, well, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to fire with fire with this person. I'm just going to take the higher road or the higher road here and be an example of what I want the world to, to be and to, to see. So I always have to like, give myself some separation because there's this space in between uh, action and reaction. And the bigger I can make that space, the cooler my head can be when I enter that space. If I don't take that time between action and reaction, it could be ugly. I'm a human and so is everybody. And I don't think a lot of people recognize that they have this ability to take some time in between that and, and think about it for a second. Think about where that person's coming from because everyone believes that they are good and that they are doing good things that they are just, and they're putting out a good vibe in the world. They don't, they don't realize they're being a dick half the time. That's not entirely true. Cause some people like just want to watch the world burn as it, they said in that uh, dark night movie. But I think, I think younger people probably do have thicker skin. Like I think I probably should not respond to a lot of trolls, but I can't help myself.
3: I don't oh, know. I like I like.
0: Oh, no, go ahead. I
3: love starting arguments.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: you get any good it's My advice? favorite everyday.
0: So like your account on TikTok quite specifically, for some time you were clearly into I don't know what those sunglasses are called, the visor, what do they call like the face sunglasses? <clears throat> again i'm aging myself uh, the vipers no yeah no their style is that what they're called vipers pit vipers
3: pit vipers are a brand of them uh heat waves are a brand of them they're just like big giant freaking shields on your face yeah
0: so for like a duration of time i'd see Corey on tiktok and i'm like there's that dude with the glasses but i also saw like yeah you got in some dog fights on the internet dude like people were trying to chew you up and they're like, this guy isn't what he's doing. Why is he wearing those stupid sunglasses? And then I had like, taken the time to learn more about your account from what I had seen. And uh, you're a guide in PA. Like, you're guiding people on hunts. Like How much time are you spending in the woods on average on an average week or average year?
3: Average week, I'm in the woods every day for at least three hours a day.
0: So then like, people... Probably has a pretty good idea of what's right. going on in the woods, so right? So like, people are headline readers. They're like, look at this punk kid in these... What do you call them? Fire glasses. Viper. <laughs> Viper glasses. Pit Vipers. <laughs> Pit what the fuck, Whatever. Yeah. Sunglasses. I don't know. We're old. We can't and, remember. And they're, to... just, and they're just dogging you, man. Like, it's like, well, do you even know anything about Corey? Like, what is Corey even about? Dude's a guide. He's in the woods three hours a day. What are you doing? You keyboard cowboy shitting on someone for doing stuff that they love. Like, what the hell? So my opinion is you're probably a better woodsman than most people. And you're putting yourself out on the internet. And like, I don't know. That's what I... I'm just curious about it all.
3: I mean, yeah, people don't like the sunglasses because it automatically makes me look like a douchebag. And of course, I've got long freaking mullet half the time. So I also just look more like a douchebag and I wear Sitka. So uh, there's
2: <laughs> <for> <laughs> really <for laughs> like stacking the odds in your favor.
1: <laughs> you, should, you should just trade the Sitka in for the Canadian tuxedo. If you're a guide, Sitka gives
0: you a good discount, don't they? They do, in fact. You're not supposed to talk about it.
3: All right. Yeah.
2: Well, we're not guys. We talk not about a <laughs> I'm not guys. I don't get any
0: discounts.
3: Yeah. Um, but people really hated those sunglasses, like especially during turkey season. Uh, and one guy was like, uh, "You didn't shoot turkey today because it saw the reflection from your big ass fucking astronaut face on your astronaut helmet on your face." So I just made a video with carrying a turkey over my shoulders with the sunglasses on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't? Okay, here, here it is. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, why does someone feel so, like, because it's not like them. You are different. Therefore, you're, what, some sort of perceived threat or enemy. And, and thus, your time in the woods is less than theirs. You're enjoying the same forest to some degree. Not, like, quite literally, but, like, why should that be lesser than? I don't. That's it's, what I can't comprehend. It's just doing
1: with a pair of pit
0: vipers and a mullet. Right, but then that that's that's gonna make another human mad. It that's will. Weird it, to me.
1: Weird weird things trigger people. I I don't know what else to say.
0: Could you imagine the life you're living if if you saw a pair of sunglasses then you got mad? So mad. Like, you're just revving at seventy seventy seventy. What the fuck number am I saying? Seven thousand RPMs. <laughs> Oh. And you're ready to teeter into the red zone Cause at you any don't given like point. this point. Oh, sometimes. the glasses are bad. That's it. My day's wrecked. Like, could you imagine what that life would be like? I burnt my tongue on
3: my coffee. Day's ruined. I've done that. Maybe yeah. they're pretty well or something. Maybe I took their girl. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe <you> did. <laughs>
0: Mister Steal Your Girl isn't that a rap song?
3: was like girlfriend one day, like, and they're just got a grudge against it forever.
0: Yeah, there it is. Then he could say, "Are you their the dude problem. that took my girlfriend?" Like, come on, you don't know. No, but I'll take your turkey.
2: Gobble, gobble.
0: That. There you go. So, three days in the wo- three hours in the woods per day a week. That adds up. You've seen some stuff. What are some of the craziest things you've seen? Because you're out in uh, East Coast, Pennsylvania, New York. I, I don't geographically. Uh,
3: I, where I'm sitting, I'm like 80 yards from New York right now. But I'm in Pennsylvania. Uh, craziest thing I've seen in the woods. You guys have fisher, like fisher cats? We have... Uh, Fishers in the North Woods. Okay, so like a weasel. The yeah, it's part big, of the weasel family. Big weasel. Part, part big part weasel. It's like a big, angry, freaking weasel. It's like a mini uh, Wolverine. So <laughs> the Game Commission reduced Pennsylvania Game Commission reintroduced it was a few years back. Like, when I was like a little tiny kid, and uh it's probably three or four years ago. I was looking for a specific turkey that had, you know, big hooks because I like killing big turkeys. I guess. And um, I saw him, and I, I saw it, and then four other turkeys going to roost. And they get up in the tree, and then all of a sudden I see a black little animal just running through. I'm like, okay, what is that? And I realized there's a fissure, and it went up the trees, killed all the turkeys in a matter of, like, four minutes, and then peaced out. <laughs> and I was like, like, I thought I was, like, the apex predator in the woods. That... Freaking little tiny furry animal that's on cocaine beats everything.
2: Dude, those things are wild and like they're related to the weasel. And have yeah. you seen those videos of like the little weasels up like that one up in Canada? You see the video of it chasing that snowshoe hare down the road? You ever see that? Mm-hmm. There's a weasel, a little white weasel, and the snowbank. Like they plowed this road up in Canada. There's four foot snowbank drifts on each side, and the snowshoe hare is hopping down the road. Somebody's driving down there, and this weasel's chasing it. Weasel's like a six of the size of the snowshoe, and it's hopping and hopping, and the weasel's just running full out. And eventually, the rabbit just kind of slows down to look back, and the weasel just jumps on it and freaking kills it and drags it over the snowbank. <laughs> and the weasel's like this big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are ferocious predators, man. They really are.
0: Interesting. it's, yeah. like, it's like honey badger. Don't give a you know, don't give a shit. Seems something like that. Uh, that's a kind of a cool thing to to witness and a little terrifying in some way. There's a, there's a bear in Dousman.
1: It's been there all summer.
0: How do you know? Did someone send you
1: footage? Dude, it's, it's been on the news. No, no. Right. However. But it's been between Dousman. It's been between Rome Pond. Yep. It was out my way for a little while and it's worked its way over. So this is why
0: it's interesting. That was a video that was shared with me by someone who was whitetail hunting this weekend. Cool. In the marsh of, uh, and I'm assigning us here, Corey, but in in the in Rome Pond, like yep. probably where Info does his workshops, I'm guessing. Uh, maybe not. I don't know, because I've never been there. But he's like, here I am white hunting and I hear something coming and it's a freaking black bear. And so he got it on camera and uh, he's like, I'm not on social media. You can have the video. I don't, I don't care. Uh, he's like, go nuts. But I would never expect to see a black bear on my white tail hunt down here. I know that they're around. But the likelihood and odds of that encounter, he's like, oh, you know, I was freaked out. It's a pretty large bear. He's like, I don't know how big bears get, but any bear that size is probably going to do some damage. It's like it climbed a tree. It came down. It was doing stuff. I could hear it breathing. It was like right there. Uh So, I mean, that's an interesting encounter that I wouldn't expect to have happen right down here. here. Like no. you're, where you're hunting and like down this way, like you might see that bear. I don't know. That's crazy. I'll say hi to him. Do yeah. you have a lot of... In the Northwoods, there's Northwoods, yeah, We have Northwoods. a lot of bears in northern Wisconsin. We have Wisconsin. wolves, bears, uh, we have mountain lions, but we're like in the verbs of right in between Milwaukee and Madison.
1: Yeah, that kind of stuff's not.
0: So it's not super around. common.
1: No, we don't have large, big, vast tracts of public land or timber, timber or anything.
3: Bears oh. are like stray puppies here. They're just everywhere. Well, that's what they're turning into around here.
0: But do you got to worry, like, worry about them coming up on you? You know, I don't know. I don't have, I don't really deal with it.
3: I got bluffs charged during turkey season because I was in the wrong place. But, like, uh, no. The only thing I got to worry about is them tearing up my garbage every Tuesday morning. I was going to say, I'd
2: be more worried about a bear you see by your house eating mm-hmm. garbage than I would mm-hmm. be about a bear you see in the woods. Yeah. You know, they don't want to tolerate you. They want to get out of there. Yeah. But if they're eating your garbage, they're like, I want that cheeseburger. You better move. Interesting. Okay.
0: Unless you cross into their territory or something in the woods. Further with cubs, or you know, if you get I mean,
2: between them and their cubs, the a their cubs, you yeah, want yeah
0: then it's going to be trouble. My dad got treed by a, a sow. Not, she didn't put him up the tree. He was in a tree, and then she, he was deer hunting in the the Nicolet, uh National Forest off of Mail Route Road. If anyone knows where that is, I don't know. It's just like an airstrip over there, and he was in a tree, and along came this this huge sow with two cubs, and then he's like, "Well, I can't get down now." because you're not going to try to tango with that. She could see you as a threat or that you're after the cubs or something. So uh, I don't remember what the story was completely. I forget. It's been so many years, but it was before I was hunting with him and his buddies were already at the bar. I don't know if the walkie talkies were working at that range because there weren't cell phones yet. And I think they're like, where's Chuck? <laughs> and they had to come and like shoot their gun to get the bear to run off. So he could get down. So his friends came to see yeah. where he was. Yeah. They kind of knew where he was Whoa. and they parked by his truck and like,
1: <laughs> and
0: like, I'm pretty sure that's how the story went to some degree. I'm probably missing some details. I'm assuming my dad will tell me after he listens to the podcast. He'll, call, he'll give me a call on Wednesday. But,
2: hey, that's just another plug for, like, be safe out there. Always let somebody know where you're hunting.
1: Yeah. Um, that's a good point.
2: A friend of ours up by the cabin um, went out in his climber. thought of a climber, mm. and he was climbing down at dark and got almost to the bottom where he was, like, going to get ready. He was, like, maybe five feet off the ground and slept backwards with his feet in you know the climber have those straps fell backward with his toes stuck in there so he ended up tearing all the ligaments he hung upside down for like two hours till someone who knew where he hunted drove there saw his car still there and went to go look for him he was hanging upside down from his climber you know just above the ground but he couldn't get out
1: all the blood rushed to his head couldn't get out probably blacked
2: out. oh
0: man that's kind of scary. let
2: somebody know where you hunt you never know when something stupid's gonna happen
0: yeah Spartan, Spartan Forge has a Blue Force tracker live now. Do you guys know what that is? So you can see where... You can share pins now on their app. That was a limitation they had before. Um, so now if you're on Spartan Forge, you can share a pin. Cool. So that's kind of cool. So I expect mm. to get some pins from you guys. <laughs> Just going to... put you it out there. Him. You don't want them. You, <laughs> want, to yeah, way. Way. Not you not want to do it your way. You want to do it under not. your own merit. I you don't, don't need any pins. I do. I do. I actually have tended to kill better on my own merit, which is funny. For all of your guys' effort, I've somehow did it on my own every it's okay. time it's perfect but you're Kinda...
1: you're taking a little piece of this and that and you're using some of it yeah um your own i had other questions for you
2: how did you get into guiding i mean you're a young guy like yeah 20 what was your route how did, did you 20? get into that
3: yeah what made you decide to do it uh so during covid when i was in college it was my freshman year i got stuck in new mexico and it was right on the Salmon river and uh the lodge that my buddy worked for was short on fly fishing guides. And I'd, I'd grown up fly fishing. So they just hired me on. And I just realized I really enjoyed, uh, taking people to enjoy the outdoors and, and being able to see people do their first, like, uh, catch their first fish on a flyer out or kill their first turkey or, or see their first 40 pack of geese dumping into a cornfield, you know, uh, especially kids like seeing the smile on a kid's face after they just did something for the first time outdoors related uh just it really like pulls on my heartstrings to be able to be able to, to be able to be a part of someone's like forever memories you know like when they're 70 years old and be like i caught my first fish with this tan kid with a mullet i i goose hunted for the first time with this kid i uh, you know I, tur- I shot my first turkey with a random kid from Pennsylvania and it, yeah, I just, I like being a part of people's experiences.
0: That's a, that's a very great answer. That's awesome. That's like, uh, that's why you should do it, right? Like, yeah, good for you. And you see why I get pissed off when people are shitheads on social media, people are reading headlines insofar as they're watching a 10 second clip and making a judgment based off of that. And, uh, I think that's not very nice. So I get bothered by it when I hear this other, you know, version of this, this dude that's like doing things that are playing on his heartstrings. That's pretty awesome, man. And when I mean, you put in the kind of time you put in, I imagine you're doing a good job guiding. Like guiding, there's a, to, to Derek's point about like being safe, I should, I always forget to do this. There's um there's a level of responsibility you carry as a guide. For sure. And I know like there's guides that are out in Alaska, out West and so forth, but like people are looking to you for all of it. Not just the encounter, not just the opportunity, but like safety. Um, like, you. Yep. You have to know some things. Were there qualifications formally that you had to go through to be a guide? Or are you just like, no, I'm going to take people to my hunting spots? Like, I'm assuming there's some spectrum there, but I don't know if there's like a legit... In some cases, there's like an apprenticeship you have to go through, I, I think. But I don't actually so, know.
3: In Pennsylvania, you don't, you don't need a license or anything to guide for anything except for elk. You need to like You need to get a guide license for elk in Pennsylvania, but everything else you can just say, hey, pay me and we'll go. Uh, but uh, I grew up in a family that uh, did a lot of work in the fire service and EMTs and stuff like that. So I was always around uh, first first aid stuff. And I took all those courses in high school and um, first I get first aid certified and stuff like that. Just in case if anything does happen in the woods, I can potentially, you know, take care of it. I'm not gonna, I didn't want to be able to, I didn't want to take people out that didn't exactly know what they were doing. And not be safe you know uh, i go through uh especially with like waterfowl if we shoot geese and i'm out retrieving the geese uh gun barrels in the air not pointed at me downrange you know uh but yeah first aid definitely it um cpr certified stuff like that i just you got to be safe
0: yeah calder just commented was it a difficult process to become a guide and i imagine you know, imposter syndrome is like a thing in some cases, but I, I don't know that that's something you'd ever deal with other than, like, there has to be a certain level of confidence you have yeah. in the knowledge of the species, the weapon, uh, you know, firearm, otherwise, and, and the ability to, like, navigate all that successfully to put someone on something that if they're going to pay you. So what happens if someone doesn't have any level of success? Like, are you like, sorry, bro, so you paid me?
3: It, if there's absolutely no chance for them to shoot at anything you know if if i'm for if turkey hunting and i call a turkey and if they miss it keep it the money uh but if they if there's no turkeys at all i give them half their money back that's i don't feel right taking all their money for an experience that was subpar but you know i have to pay my bills i have to pay gas the gas that i did to scout and stuff like that but half their money back yeah that's pretty commendable it's very like, I don't, fair
0: I, is that something guides do i don't know
3: I feel like, no, Uh, some guys don't. Uh, I like to all the guides that I'm friends with do that, but there there's definitely some guys that uh, don't do their homework and they just like to call themselves a guide and make money off of people that don't know any better. I'm a guide uh, now.
2: Yeah. Well, but you know, like that's the thing too, like that, that's a very real possibility, especially if you're near any metropolitan city, right? You're going to have people who don't know who are going out for an experience and don't really know what to expect. And those people can be taken advantage of very mm-hmm. easily. Like, you think of uh, you probably know like how it works. Like, what if you go on a fishing charter here in Wisconsin, and you do yeah. you go out and like sometimes you're a victim of the weather or of just right. an off day. But like, there
1: are a handful. What of, happens
2: if you go out on a fishing charter and you don't catch shit?
1: Yeah, there are a handful of charters you know locally that do give full refund. You know, if just or they give sure. a partial refund because, let's be honest, if you're they running it. dual big blocks in a in a 35-foot tiara and you're you burning low, you're burning gas, a lot of it. <clears throat> yeah, so there are guys that do give full cash back and there are some that, that take a little bit for the gas.
2: Well, and I think, like you said, Corey, like keeping half of it, you deserve half of it just for the experience of, hey, you're providing this level of safety whether it's just like you know most guides who are taking people out know something about what they're going after right like you're going out turkey hunting you know about turkeys a little bit but like you had mentioned you knew about bears like that's a huge thing like your knowledge and experience with bears is like part of the reason they're going with you because if you see one you've got a little insight about what to do and someone who hasn't experienced one might be freaking out like totally justified but like that's part of what they're paying for too is like your overwatching eye, I would say.
3: So I think that's very fair. I think, I think the hardest part of like actually becoming a, a guide that's reputable in some sort of sense was like I'm 22 years old. No one, uh, when you think of like a guide that's reputable, you think of some 60 year old dude, you know. And uh, uh my my first couple of clients, like I did a good job, and ever since then, it's it's been on the uptick where someone will recommend me actually like on Facebook, if someone asked for a turkey guide or a waterfowl guide or something like that. And I, I really, I really enjoy the fact that I've been able to put people on good experiences in the woods.
0: I think it's kind of cool though too. Like we go back to the TikTok side of the pendulum here and six year olds. Well, not, not too many of them are spending time on social media platforms like TikTok or Instagram or YouTube even. And to that end, you're, where people are spending their time. So they're seeing the content you're putting on. They're like, oh, interesting. Let's use a guy. like I like. If you put enough content for long enough, in today's day and age, there's no more uh, gatekeepers. You don't have to pay some network publisher to then put your stuff out onto Sportsman's channel. Like you can go down that route. You don't have to. You can just show up every single day by posting every single day on these platforms where people are spending their time. And suddenly now you are in their stream. And I watch the hunting public a lot. I feel like I know those guys. So we we had an encounter with them at Vortex when we we're leaving, and I got not starstruck, but I'm feeling like I'm being awkward because I feel like I know him. I know you. I I know you because I see you all the time. And meanwhile, he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Who's approaching me? Like, what's going on right now? Like, that's
1: Santa. I know him exactly.
0: No, to but." To that point, though, you, you shouldn't d- ask him to sit on
2: your lap. That was yeah, it was yeah, a little weird. Kind of yeah. A little weird.
0: But to that, to that point, like you can really like it doesn't matter necessarily as much as it probably would have uh, even 10 years ago that you're young. I think to that degree, you probably have an, a bit of an advantage because you're in a content stream right now. And if you're putting in that kind of wood, you're compounding that now. If you're putting in that kind of time in the woods, you're compounding that knowledge. You're pounding in the wood. Pounding wood did i what came out of my mouth <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> guys rudy i'm not with it today i'm telling you anyway um
2: but that's the other positive side to what you're saying is like showing up people build a rapport with you and through social media
0: they think they know you but like comfortable already not
2: that it's like a you know post everything you do and accomplish as like a pedigree Mm -hmm. or like your resume but as a guide it's great for people to see what you've done and accomplished and other successful hunts that you've like led others on on social media because that's that says maybe you know what a 60 year old gray haired guy's beard would have said to somebody else back then oh look at all this experience this guy looks like he's experienced it but they can kind of see that on your social media now so
0: but that 60 year old guy's not gonna fireman carry me out of the woods is he
2: he's also not wearing pit vipers though
0: He's <laughs> wearing those other ones that cover his glasses.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are those called? The old the, people glasses? The giant wraparound? Yeah. The,
0: the blue blockers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's gonna be a revolution in your career. You can go from pit vipers to blue blockers in the course of your life, That could be a new trend yet. to start, buddy.
3: That's, no, no, nope. not for me. <laughs> 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 no, you got to get really point it and hop on the train, but it ain't being started by me. <laughs>
0: your heart's in the right spot you got a good kind of disposition towards the world and i think it's pretty cool um how many i know you're not a whitetail guide have you done whitetail guided hunts because i want to switch gears in the whitetail and do you hunt whitetail so i know i think i asked you like three questions there
3: i do hunt whitetails uh i i got a pretty sizable wall of whitetails i just don't find as much enjoyment in it anymore compared to how i used to when i was a kid but yeah I, i've done i think five guided whitetail hunts just for people that are like family friends that come up from different parts of the country and stuff but i've never never taken money for a guided whitetail hunt it's just pro bono pro bono
0: <laughs> are you speaking eric's language should have been a lawyer <laughs> watch too much suits my wife loves that show. i love that show i love all the lawyer shows Here, i'm kind of weird you're the one
3: Look at that! Look at that! What do you got there? One thirty-nine on a New York skull cap because it's not big enough. That's a beauty,
0: man. Public. So, talk about you're on the you're like eighty yards from New York in PA. Uh, Help me understand where you're at, and are you hunting both states? And what like you got to be close to Steve Shirk. He's the big guy. Sorry, Derek has a question. I think.
2: I just before that's a great question, but there was a pretty interesting little chip out of the uh, g3 i was wondering if there's a good story yeah. with that how the hell
1: yeah i saw it too the guy that, was that on a gun well drug yeah drug what's up? the
2: story Corey? yeah
1: Corey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, yeah it is. That, there it is that looks like a 30 caliber I think bullet i know
3: what that looks like let's hear the story <laughs> yeah uh, so i shot it like that uh there was word about i shot this when i was like 15 or something or 16 i don't know there was word about a pretty sizable buck like on my road but in new york and uh one night i heard a loud Pew! and uh you know it was 2 a.m here gunshot uh so i immediately assumed that this deer was dead uh three days later uh i'm archery hunting and this deer walks by and i shoot it and i was like cool and i walk up and that little hole is right there oh shit
2: oh man that's pretty
3: wild yeah, somebody
2: was trying to head shoot that sucker or something and
3: Yeah. He was
1: moving around a little too much and they they couldn't uh couldn't seal the deal.
2: That's really cool.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: right. Just looking at, you Ever? gotta
0: just look at it, admire it. Like I, that that pause, that stare, yeah. We that is like a collective response from the entire whitetail community. You know, often I'll just get distracted in this deer on that work. <laughs> like or that one? I'm just like, oh yeah, I don't know what it is about these things. It's like some guys are car guys and they'll just stand over an engine with the hood cracked open for hours drinking beer, like uh, King of the Hill. But that's us with deer. I can't. I don't give a shit about what's under the hood of a car. I really don't care. It's not my jam. I can appreciate a nice, you know, uh, engine or something if it's got a rowdy enough uh, cam maybe, but it ain't the same for me. Well,
2: I got a TV upstairs and I got a TV downstairs. The one upstairs is closer. But if I'm ever watching a show alone. I'm going downstairs so I can look at the deer. Yes. <laughs> Every time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You got a good basement. Sorry. No problem, now you can, Steve. Yeah. You can. Fire away yeah, no, with I, just Steve did, I was thinking about like, you know, guiding whitetail, So you don't officially do that or it's like pro bono. You don't take money for it, but you're a whitetail hunter to some degree. And uh, I know Steve Shirks out that way. So I'm just trying to understand geographically where you're at. I don't know, Steve. I know him through Spartan Forge. Cause he's on there. I think he's on their pro staff in some capacity. I mean, Spurn Forge has like the most dream team pro staff of all of the whitetail world, if you ask me. And yep. I, someone else could argue that if they wanted to, but like, good luck. <laughs> uh, go to their website and take a look. Um, but Bill knows Steve, and Steve has perceivably like, how many trail cams do you think he runs, guys? And so when I say that, I ask it because to be a whitetail guide, you got to have a lot of
1: good intel. I believe it's over 100. I just listened to an episode of him. Thank-
3: Close to 200, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think he's yeah. over 150, no? Yeah. Uh, oh God. Steve Shirk lives 15 minutes away from me. Cool. cool. So you guys are like,
0: uh, could you guys be? But you're pretty young. So maybe he like so, hang out
3: because of your weird glasses. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, one, like one of my best friends. Uh, and uh, I've I've hunted a lot of places where Steve also hunts for turkeys and deer and whatnot. But uh, yeah one of his cousins is one of my best friends and uh that i've never like had a conversation with the man longer than five minutes but in that five minutes he unloaded so much knowledge about deer hunting that i was just taking it back and how deer work and function in the big woods of and it's like whoa like i i didn't think you could break it down into that much of a science but he's got it down pat
2: yeah, I think that's pretty unique about Steve. Makes like, him
3: pretty
0: hireable.
2: Oh well, yeah, there's guys <laughs> like, who deer yeah. hunt, and then there's guys who analyze every single thing. And Steve is that. Is uh, that dude. next level? I love guy. listening to him, and I'll, yeah. I watched every YouTube video because he just is on another level of like what he notices in the woods. is is really pretty impressive.
0: That's like how you yeah. noticed the one one branch was dinged higher up on a a path going into some thicket. I so saw another like, one of those on Saturday. How, I'm like, how are you... I wouldn't have seen the path, let alone the ding branch up high, and I wouldn't have thought twice about it. Like, you are analyzing at such a deep level, in some cases, to to do good work in the White Till Woods, if that's what you're after. I'm just after a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cheers to that. I uh, I'll look at the obvious sign and make some inferences and, like, put myself in a halfway decent position. Because to me, like... I'd say, I, you know, we, we promote never pass. And I mean that in the sense of never pass what makes you happy. So it's each his own. Like it's hunt your own hunt. I don't care what you're going to do. And and I'll be damned if you're going to tell me the white tail herd is be decimated by people shooting spikes. Like I just think that's not accurate or those tags wouldn't exist. And uh, that's all different based on CWD, not CWD, different parts of the country, so on and so forth. And then I think hunters, bashing other hunters can do more detriment faster than the herd can be decimated to ruin our way of life. Now, I don't know what the hell I was going to say. Oh, yeah. My, my base, I think, I actually think I might have a, a standard. I think it might be like 110. I don't know what that means. That's what a good that? standard. I don't know what that is. That's probably 110, right? No. What is that? Less than that? It's probably 100. 100? Well, then there you go. My, my standard's about 100. 100 Triple digits are great. And I think, I think uh, I'm think i going on record saying that. Like, is Eric Clark in the shoes Spike? I probably won't. <laughs> What's happening?
1: But but maybe I will. It's happening. But maybe I will. <laughs> it's <laughs> happening.
0: <laughs> Did you just set an
2: inch-based goal of your deer season? But I can't
1: count. So it's, like, it's just outside Pope and Young. It's attainable. <laughs> we're, but like, we're getting I'm not going to this deer
0: again. That's, that's you don't know that. So the the hunter guys, the the we are hunter podcast, H U N T R, yep. they are uh, they are all over the internet. They've done an excellent job with their SEO on their YouTube and they put out great content. They are just chopping the shit up like crazy. Um, I had that a post today, but like the the relative nature and subjectivity of that was a giant. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when I was 14, that was a giant. Mm -hmm. I'm 37. That is a giant. Now, I know they're bigger deer. That would be a giant. So like everyone's version of that is different as they were saying. And I just find that to be fascinating that I was like, I think, yeah, if I saw a deer, like the little one you had under you, Greg, I'm not shooting that. No, it spots on it. My kids, my, my son is like, well, dad, you can't shoot the babies or the mamas. Right. I was like, oh yeah, we're shooting the mamas. (laughs) We're going to eat the mamas. But he's like, you can only shoot a daddy deer, right dad. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're shooting those too. (laughs) So like, I don't know. Uh, It's different as a parent to some degree to, they're going to look to me as like their idol for better or worse guys. But to that end, like how I articulate and talk about this stuff to them is going to make them the next, like they're going to carry that into their career as a deer hunter and career. I mean, like as a deer hunter, not like in the professional way, just the fact that like some people think that this way is right. Some people think that way is right. It's because that's what dad and grandpa said. Mm-hmm. And so you're creating legacy here. So I'm just saying, I think that's my standard ish.
2: Your giant comment is funny because I think we all have, friends that when they say they saw a giant you do like the double talk like 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 a giant or like a giant giant yeah, <laughs> like because you know a giant is like it was a six pointer like to that guy you know like you got the one friend who's was like yeah. a giant
1: with six size six shoes I, well, I saw a <laughs> 10 pointer
0: the other night with my kids on a hike and i text you guys i saw a 10 pointer is what i said i didn't say monster because it wasn't i knew it wasn't but i knew it was like oh that was a buck and so Here's the one thing that I will say about that. I don't, know what I'm t- I don't even know what I'm talking about, you guys, honestly. Uh, but is when I see a buck, it is full out, like, out of control. The buck! Oh! The alarms are ringing. Bells are going off. It's out of control. Jude barely got a glimpse of the thing. Crash on the ground. Lay there like a dead log because he was so sad he didn't get to see the buck. You would have thought I ripped his heart out. He's two. <laughs> and, and I was like... This is a great example of what happens when you don't get a buck. <laughs> so, I'll show you the video. It's pretty funny. He wasn't moving. He was really sad, lipping it and everything. But no, man, I, I don't know. So the hell are we talking about? Steve Shirk's a maniac, for, for starters. Well, I got a arc. question
2: for Corey. Just talking about our yeah. kids. I brought my son along last year. He was five. He sat in the tree with me. We shouted, though, <laughs> it was just amazing being part of that experience and having him there and seeing his reaction and the legacy thing is in your head. And like, so you guided five people like deer. I don't know. Everybody's first experience for things is cool. And like turkeys is cool. But I think the three of us at this table can agree that like deer is a little bit different experience than a turkey. It's a, it's a big game animal. It's a mammal. It's different. So like your five guided experiences, were you with like anyone who killed their first deer first time ever? Like, did you have that experience? Yeah.
3: Three of them killed their first deer ever. And uh, it it was like I was seven years old again and killed my first deer. It's probably better. Like it was, I mean, the whole tree, their tree stands were shaking. I'm sitting there shaking with them. Like it's, it's awesome. And there's no other way, word to describe that other than it's fucking cool to be able to see that and how people react. Because when you shoot your first deer, you can't see how you're reacting you know <laughs> that's a good point you may have memories of it you may think you know what it was but you don't see how you're reacting and then be able to see other people and how they react to it it's it's awesome yeah one person shot their first buck and it was 140 inch eight point wow. damn that's and tough to beat after that oh that's cool <laughs> and then i was like listen i've lived in pennsylvania all my life i've got one buck that's in 140 inches in pennsylvania yeah so do Congratulations. Go, yeah. yeah do you
2: understand what you just did good for
3: you well, that's yeah. amazing I feel like
0: well i don't know you guided me <laughs> like that's what i'd say that's really cool. i didn't do shit it's like the turkey i shot i didn't do a damn thing Craig did all the work all i had to do was pull the trigger so
1: i put you on the spot matt did the the calling yeah it was did beautiful. a phenomenal mm-hmm. calling and keegan was the the trigger man on the on the camera yeah it's fun to have a guided hunt experience
0: I think there's some, do you, do you, so this is a, um, uh, I think something guides deal with. Do you, cause you're putting in so much work I mean we're talking, you said three days uh, or three hours a day every week that adds up. Do you ever have any, and I don't know, I wouldn't cause I just operate differently, but like some guides I imagine like in the fishing realm too, like you could hire a guide and then try to like recreate that yourself or you use that spot or that intel do you have any concern with people that are like hiring you and then well now they're going to go to the spot you took them to
3: it really depends uh for waterfowl i don't have i don't have an issue with that They're, they're not going to encroach on my spots got those locked down for turkeys that's when i get a little you know worried about it like if i see their phone pop up and spartan forage or onyx is on their screen <laughs> right Drop, dropping pins
0: hey hey, what are yeah. you doing over there buddy no no
3: yeah i'm not too like they can do whatever i mean at the end of the day if they want to hunt a spot i took them to that's public land they can do it all they have to do is be able to hunt better than me and they'll have success that's fair it's
0: just interesting you have to put in so much work to get to gain that intel to find the right you know spot to the whitetail side of it, though, I think it's a moot point because the lay hunter that hasn't put all that work in, they're just going to pick a spot on that because they thought that was the spot. But at the end of the day, it's like they don't understand the variables of like, well, the crop changes, the ro- the, the acorns aren't falling, different time of the year, they're rutting, they're not rutting, they're this or that, the wind is doing like, they're not even aware of half of those factors or a, a fraction of them. Therefore, yeah, go hunt that spot again, pal. Good luck. Like, you ain't going to have any. Success, because you had no idea how I solved this math problem. You just wrote the answer down. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's that, yeah. That's a super interesting point. And I think about that all the time. Like, when I'm out in the woods just scouting, it's just, like, how everybody sees the same piece of woods so differently. And, like, it can change your perspective on a piece of wood just by the way you walked into it the first time. Like, that kind of gets burned in your brain. I don't know if you guys have ever had that, but, like, the first time you've walked a property or an area, like, in your head, first time you visualized everything like it's always kind of there it's hard to change that perception as you like get to know yeah, a spot yeah. but everybody sees everything so differently and then you think like how would steve shirk a guy like that who thinks in that level like how would they see it yeah it'd be so different than what every like you'd have 20 I people walk it, and everybody would a have a different he, view
0: he'll slice up a property you know way different than i ever would and uh i'm like i, I did a some speed scouting with him a couple of years ago in your neck of the woods actually mm-hmm. and and not in your in another spot that's not in your neck of the woods and I would have just hunted it. I would have just hunted it. Because I'm like, well, I drove here. I'm at this spot. I'm like, I, I don't know this looks like a spot. I, maybe I see some historical sign. And he's running through this property speed scout. Nope, this property's shit. And it, it not entirely, but he's like, right now it is. Maybe it'll be good later, but now it is not. There's no deer here. You Don't hunt this. Go find another spot. Go find another piece of land to go scout. And I'm like, what just happened? That just changed... My, and I, still to to this day I'm still not doing what I should what I know to be true to be doing like I'm still not doing what he does that I should be. I'll still just go sit a spot because I'm like, well, I, this is the destination I had plotted to go hunt. I'll make the best of it. But your hunting's a pain in the ass. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. I don't know about, I don't know about bird hunting. I don't I don't know. It's not uh we got another podcast for that. You should you should go hang out with the update guys. You can talk about bird hunting all night long with those guys.
3: I'm down for whatever, dude. I'm getting hammered. <laughs> what are you drinking?
0: Another Bush. I love it. Tony Cordero said this guy gets it. He thinks you get it. Same reason I mentor because of the the good you do for other folks. Calder asked the. I think we asked this before we went live. So I'll let you answer publicly here in however whatever fashion you want. Uh, but Calder asked, uh, do you guide full time?
3: So, no. Uh, I own a ginseng business along with I, I do random drywall jobs. No. Uh, drywall and selling roots to Asian people. That's what pays my bills. And guiding for ducks and turkey and occasionally deer. Solid, man. Sounds good. Pro bono.
0: Dude, I had some people do the drywall in here because I wasn't going to do it. Actually, I hung it, but then they did the mudding and they probably hated me because pri- they probably could have hung it better than I did is my guess. I don't know how those two things factor into each other, but I was like, I'm not mudding, but I can lift some things. <laughs> so it felt like the logical approach. I hate drywall with passion. Well, if you do it for Worth. a living. But, so that's, but that's only so relative, too. Like, do you do it for a living? So, so people can ask us, do we do OK as Hunter full time? No. No. But we do. I put a lot of time into it. I've probably put enough time into this for it to be a full-time job. It's just not economically. It doesn't make sense, but you're putting three hours in. Th- so to be a part-time employee somewhere, you have to put in 15 hours of, of work a week to be full-time somewhere to gain, gain benefits. You need 40 hours a, a, of work a week. I'm no uh, math wizard, but you're in between there. You have 21 hours a week on the side hustle of guiding. That's a part-time job, bud. Yeah. On top yeah. of your two other jobs. Well, and that's
2: just a scouting time. If you take that's somebody out, you're adding more hours in
0: there. Yeah, you do two hunts in a weekend. That's eight to sixteen plus the twenty-one. Carry the two. I don't know. If that equals something like forty hours almost.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a lot. Right, it gets to be a lot. Some like during like like turkey season during the middle of the season, I get wore out so bad that I don't even want to look at a turkey, and then I hear a gobble again, and I'm. Just, like a little kid, I'm
0: already <laughs> right, <I get> it. <laughs> But yeah, those are early mornings, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: 4 a.m., 3 a.m., 2 a.m. A. If it's hot, you know.
0: And you do doing public lands, you got to fight for it. Like, you got to get there public early. Public land
3: probably depends on uh, the, opportun- the best opportunity for that specific person and what they can handle terrain wise. Like, a, I'm not going to take a seven year old guy. Four hundred miles
0: deep into the national forest you know uh, that's an yeah yeah that's a good point you got to pick your spots not based on you you got to pick your spots based on your your client
2: i'm bad at that man
0: <laughs> no you're not <laughs> i'm not I, your client <laughs> i can hang
2: i brought people in places they
1: should not have been before like your dad maybe i don't know
2: everybody i know
1: <laughs> i love that i stuff. was fine with it yeah yeah except for that last spot that last spot that was hell for both of us yeah it was i don't know how many ridges we climbed in and out of and we're hopping bogs and, it was
2: impossible to see how many ridges because uh, we were just walking we were just on walking. trees for freaking yeah, hundreds
0: of yards
1: that was brutal
0: at what point does the sweat equity not become worth right there the result
1: right there we found out it's right like there. nope this this is not the spot shouldn't have left the skitter nope we should have stayed on the skitter path. Whoops. Instead, we went down uh, Windblow Hill. Yeah, we sure did. Walking Mm -hmm. down Fallen trees. How many calories? We 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 burned a lot of calories. We were hungry
0: when we got done. (laughs) Holly and I went to Governor Dodge State Park, and we were uh, still dating. And it was after a tornado had passed through. Like The the government, I think Scott Walker at the time, was just leaving when we got there with all those black SUVs because they were trying to assess the damage to determine how much funding the state was going to provide to the state park. And so we got there, camped at uh, whatever, and then we went to this path and it was, you couldn't hike it. I was like, bullshit, we can hike it. We can hike it. You couldn't hike it. <laughs> These are 100-year-old trees that got knocked down by a tornado. We weren't hiking shit. Yeah. I have photos of it. It looks unnatural. And she's like, are you sure? Like, we shouldn't go. And I was like, no, no, we'll just, I'm sure we'll get back onto the path at some point. <laughs> Talking about bringing people they shouldn't go, certain people. My wife was one of the ones that should not have gone I'm, down. Uh, the, most
2: treacherous. Yes. Yeah unrelated to everything, but related to that, um, a good friend of mine, the first time I went to the Boundary Waters, he actually led the trip. A guy mm-hmm. named Manny Felix, awesome guy. He and his wife and family do all these cool trips. They went up to Quittico, which is like the Canadian version mm-hmm. yeah, of the Boundary yeah. Waters. Yep. And he and his wife, who do all this cool outdoor stuff, they planned like a 15 or 16 day, like through all these lakes. He mapped oh. it all out. And when they got up there, they made it in a couple lakes, only to realize that a huge windstorm had gone through and all the portages were pretty much blocked Blocked, and no one had been in there. So here they were like deep into there and they tried to go like a couple and carrying canoes and all their stuff. And they got like... Dangerously Like lost. it was like stuck, stuck for a while and like made it back out the way they came in. Some, but of, those, said it was, like,
1: some of those portage spots
3: don't see really people bad. for weeks.
2: Oh yeah, depending what lakes you go in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those wilderness areas, but... He said, like, he's a pretty legit freaking guy. And he was like, it was actually pretty scary. They ended up getting on railroad tracks for a while and walking railroad tracks out with their canoe for, like, a number of miles because the woods were so bad. Wow.
0: Yeah. We got lost in the bunch of waters once, some buddies of mine and I, because we misjudged where the first portage was or something. So then we were just thinking we were somewhere we weren't relative to the map so it wasn't so bad once we like figured that out but it got pitch black and suddenly we're like oh shit well now we can't see anything we're stuck in canoes in the water like what the hell we doing here and started to get we we went from like happy-go-lucky having the time of our lives (laughs) to like this is a problem guys and we were like i knew we shouldn't have
1: come (laughs) (laughs) it got got a little
0: ugly for a minute (laughs) there there there's some yelling going on (laughs) i almost fell off a cliff and died i mean I probably would have died. I don't know. It was pretty intense. <laughs> it's pretty intense. My buddy's like, let's just fashion up a way to drag these boats on this hundred rod portage. I was like, we're not engineering shit. Just grab it and drag, dude. Let's go. We don't got time for any of that. <laughs> like the sun has gone down. The moon has come up. Let's get going. And him and I were button heads about that. And it was not good, but we and it was raining. And then we finally got to the where we needed to be. And all the campsites were taken. And so I was like, well, it doesn't matter. We're putting up a tent where we stand because <laughs> we're done. We're not going to go into the wilderness and the pitch black night looking for the next situation. Let's just go to bed. We woke up. All those other campers were gone. And it was a beautiful day. And it was the best freaking time after that that we could have ever experienced. So just the worst beautiful. start. Yeah. But, ended well. but the worst start prepared us for like, this could go south. We're paying really close attention to these damn maps.
2: You'd rather have it start shit <laughs> yeah. than end shit in my eyes. Because that's going to put the best taste in your mouth. Or yeah.
0: Coming back. But I hope that's not true for deer hunting. Maybe. Start shit, end well. We'll see. When does Pennsylvania open up? Is it open already for, for uh, bow hunting?
3: September 30th is opening day. Well, parts of it are open now. But September 30th, statewide archery season will you be out there for the opener yeah i i happen to have probably the biggest pennsylvania buck i've ever seen in my life on camera Woo! good for you man and he's and he's He's so dumb (laughs) he's dumb dumb.
0: (laughs) that's a great way to describe a deer that's the best thing you could say about a deer oh he's freaking dumb Do you imagine when the deer you sent me, Derek? You said, "Oh, and the, and the, and Eric, he's stupid."
2: Well, to, to be honest, before hunting season start, I've thought that about many deer. And then as soon as season opens, I'm like, "Well, fuck, I'm dumb because
0: <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I can't get
2: him."
1: Yeah, vacation's <laughs> over. Yeah.
3: but I hope he's like he is dumb, Corey. He's like 180 inch typical buck, uh, but he's following the same exact pattern as a buck in 2015 that I killed on opening day. I had an east wind, and that's what I needed, and he died. Same exact pattern. Lives in the exact same place. Follows the exact same route. Goes in the exact same field, same spot, uh, and he's he just happens to be fifty inches bigger than the buck from 2015. So sounds like an upgrade. If
0: you kill that deer, you got to send us a picture.
3: Oh yeah.
2: No, we're gonna yeah. get your ass he's on the sh- podcast. Yeah, you Sick.
3: I cannot wait for September 30th. First east wind I get, I'll be hunting, and uh, hopefully it works out just like it did last time. cool that's really cool that's cool
0: well uh yeah i know you can't post it on tiktok so that's why i'm asking you to send us the photo because i won't know if it happens or not because tiktok will shut you down if you post something like that instagram yeah there you go everyone on TikTok's like oh do you even hunt i'm like do you know what platform we're on bro (laughs) like no i guess i don't (laughs) i can't post that shit here come on you know this as we're live on tiktok right now i can't see what's going on over there but there's some comments.
3: There's yeah. always comments like I've never see you shoot anything. I'm like, we're on freaking TikTok,
0: bro. Like I also can't run a camera to save my life in the in the woods. Like someone oh, yeah, the other day was too. like, are You are gonna run cameras? I'm like, Yeah, I, bro, I can't even kill a deer. Okay, like let's focus on one thing at a time here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even run a GoPro effectively. <laughs> Cause like the buttons are confusing is it powering on or is it recording i don't really know but it made a beep sound which also isn't good it's got to be good to go
2: <laughs> knowing a gopro is probably low battery sound but i'm 37
0: <laughs> guys remember i'm old so no dude, thanks for hanging out with us tonight man appreciate you being here where do people find you with
3: your ha- with your trademark uh instagram life.of.corey, tiktok I just got banned for the seventh time, so I got a new account. Yeah, did Corey, your account I was
0: like you didn't you have like a shit ton of followers? Uh I've had two hundred and fifty
3: thousand, ninety-eight thousand, sixty-two thousand, twenty-five thousand, thirteen thousand, eight thousand, and now at, at like thirteen hundred. What are you they're
2: effectively fish? knocking you down? What are they're doing they doing? What did they <laughs> ban
3: yeah. you for? Oh, uh, this last time I just woke up and it was gone. So, like, I don't know. Uh, the 250,000, I, I posted a video streaking on New Year's Eve on uh, 98,000 account. I uh, shot a coyote while on TikTok live. Gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, live. Yeah, they didn't the even picked it up on the live. Oh, my God. Someone at TikTok's just watching you with their button, their finger hovering over the button. If he shoots that thing, he's done. Oh, he's done. Oh, he went to sleep? Done.
3: <laughs> well, like, they banned the live, and then, like, three hours later, they're like, your account's permanently banned. And I was like, well, you fuckers. Like, <laughs> so what do you got? Do you got to make a People new email? It's a form of income for a broke 22 year old. Yeah. Like, if you get of followers, you know, but it Our- sucks. But so you have to make a new email then
0: right you can't just because it's associated with whatever email you use i imagine
3: uh yeah right now i'm using that email from back when i was like eight years old that i told you guys about earlier Right. the the risk
0: a1 yeah yeah that's funny yeah because i noticed i was like man i feel like you're gonna get banned for that same cory because i thought you had more followers but i think it's you yeah it must be you okay it's you i'm looking that's weird maybe you didn't have a lot of followers maybe i'm just confused but no it makes more sense
3: now they just uh pull the rug out from you huh oh they hate me i'm most wanted most wanted hunter on tiktok by far
0: i don't know that uh what's his name jacoby it's gets, gets. oh he's the hate most
3: ha- most hated hunter tiktok actively hunts my ass every three months i'm gone <laughs>
0: <laughs> man well, good to, good to see her on Instagram. So, and it's Cory C O R R E, not with a Y.
3: Yeah, it's all sorts of fucked up. Uh, don't ask me.
0: <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Parents do what parents do. I'm sure one day my daughter asked me why I gave her a boy name. So, I gotta live with that. Mm-hmm. I thought it sounded cool.
2: Better than a boy name,
0: Sue. I this guess is so. True. Yeah, maybe. Oh, do you do? You guys oh know? boy. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out with us, Corey. We'll keep you on for a second here. We're gonna end the live broadcast. Everyone that tuned in, thanks a bunch. Uh, tune in live next week. We'll have Bill Thompson of Spartan Forge on, although it'll be pre-recorded because I'm out for work, so I got to go do some stuff. So, been trying to manage my schedule effectively and not miss a beat on the podcast. So, thanks everybody for hanging in there with us. Adios.